Welcome to Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program from the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. In the current sermon, Pastor Greg Scalzo has been teaching from 1 Kings chapter 10, where the Queen of Sheba visits King Solomon. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg for the conclusion of this sermon in the Heavenly Authority series. Why did God make Solomon king? He made you king, why? Verse 9, to do justice and righteousness. That is the purpose of any leadership. That is the purpose of any authority God gives. Not to build themselves up, and we'll see how much gold Solomon pulls to himself later on. We've read about a great beginning here. Someone that asked the Lord the right thing, the correct thing. Someone that built the house of God. But his authority was not to pull wealth to himself, to pull women to himself, to worship pagan gods. The purpose of leadership is to do justice and righteousness. Verse 10, Then she gave the king 120 talents of gold. The talent weighs about 75 pounds. So 125 times 75 pounds of gold. Of gold, spices in great, great quantity, and precious stones. There never again, there never again came such abundance of spices as the Queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also, the ships of Hiram. Hiram is the king of Tyre. He is a friend of David. He is a friend of Solomon. He has the ships there, the sea power. The ships uh, of Hiram, which brought gold from Ophir brought great, great quantities of almond wood and precious stones from Ophir. And the king made steps of the almond wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for the singers. There never again came such almond wood, nor has the like been seen to this day. Now King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, Whatever she asked, besides what Solomon had given her according to the royal generosity, she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. And this is a good account. This is a holy time. That's why it's disturbing when they turn this into some type of soap opera story uh, in these crazy imaginations they come up with. This is a time of victory. This is a pagan queen recognizing Yahweh, the God of Israel, she understands from his words and his way and what she sees that your God has indeed blessed you. Yahweh, your God, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be Yahweh, your God, who delighted in you. And this place, Ophir, Ophir is a place described in the Bible as a place of abundant gold. Um, it becomes a symbol in Job 28.16 of abundant gold. And she has control not only of Sheba, but of Ophir. And some feel this place is in the Red Sea. Some feel it's over in India. Some feel it's over again in the southwest corner of Arabia. 
but very possibly it's a location in Africa, a gold mine, some say Somaliland, that she had control over. And Hiram, the king of Tyre, goes down, and at her command brings all this gold back to Solomon. And then Solomon sends her away with all different gifts. So indeed, when Jesus says she's the queen of the south and she comes from the, the uttermost parts of the ends of the earth, he's being precise, he's being exact. That almug wood is possibly red saddle wood, and it must be a beautiful wood that they're able to craft all these things from. She heard the testimony, and she came to her senses. She sees, she hears, she comes to her senses. You notice that, the point I want to close with this morning, that the rumors, what others are saying about Solomon, is not enough. She has to come herself. She has to see. She has to have eyes to see and ears to hear. But the testimony, the accounts are important because that gets her interest. That raises her interest in this kingdom. And obviously, you can tell here in this account, there's a parallel to when we testify about the king. When we bring men and women to him, we must make them thirsty to know, and then it's their responsibility to see, is it true? And many will come like her to say, well, I'm going to come there, I'm going to test. And they're skeptics. But if you can point them in the right direction, if you can tell them about the king of the Jews, and they go and see him themselves, if they open their heart to him, if they ask him all the hard questions, there is nothing too difficult for him to answer because he is one greater than Solomon. And when he shows them the door, when he shows them the gate into the kingdom of heaven, if there is anything in them that can be saved, they will be saved. But we can give the testimony, we can point the way, and then as his servants, we can be rightly dressed, and they can see as his servants that we, by our conduct, serve the proper king. Too many times people come to Jesus Christ, and they become involved in the things of Christianity, and then they see the servants of the Lord, and they see the churches, and they shake their heads, and they start to doubt. Our responsibility is to testify to point, and then to wear the proper clothing, to have the right apparel, to be good servants, to give testimony to our, our King Solomon. But they have to come, and if they have a sincere heart, they'll know for themselves and there'll be no more spirit in them. The hard hearts will be broken. They'll become contrite. He can tell them all that's in their heart. They can have a glimpse of the kingdom of heaven. They can stop fighting, stop kicking against the gold. Even as Paul, when he saw the risen Jesus, his spirit was broken. And they can give up and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And they can recognize the king of the kingdom, the one who truly establishes justice and righteousness. 
and those who don't. You know, we have evangelists that go out into third world countries and they preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And people who have never heard the gospel run up in thousands to receive. And yet many in our nation that have the gospel over and over preached to them, that have Bibles in their house, they're like those in Capernaum, those in Israel at the time of Jesus, that Jesus said the Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. We have Jesus Christ right in the midst of the churches. This land is dotted with churches in every community. People from foreign lands flock to the king of the Jews, and yet there are those right here in this nation who don't recognize it. And the queen of the south and all those who are from these third world nations that run to the Lord will stand up at the judgment and condemn them. But our responsibility is to tell and to show what we are as his servants. We think about the woman at the well in John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and verse 28. The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? She gave the testimony. She spread the word. Then they went out of the city, and they came to him. Down in verse 39. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believe because of his word. They hear the wisdom of the one greater than Solomon. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. There's different levels of belief. When you tell somebody about Jesus, they may initially believe, but they still have to come to him and see the risen Lord and know his spirit to have that faith that they really, really, really believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. We can just show, we can just tell, but they have the responsibility of listening, of asking, of opening their hearts, and he will answer. There is not a person that I know who has sincerely, with a sincere heart, tested the Lord in a good way that God has not answered, God has not shown himself to be real. When we think of the words of the Queen of Sheba in 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 8, happy, blessed are your men, and happy are these servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. You know, we're called to be servants of the Most High God. But it's a delight. We are in a position to continually hear as Christians the Word of God. We are in a position to be able to continually go before the throne of God. 
we sinners are allowed to stand in the presence of God and be showered and baptized in his Holy Spirit. The holy things, the holy place. What a privilege. Happy and blessed are your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. And as she says in verse 7, the half was not told. The joy and the glory of serving Jesus Christ, of being a disciple of Jesus, of being a believer in Jesus Christ, one so much greater than King Solomon, the king of the true kingdom, the half of it has not been told. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the glory of the gospel, the glory of the kingdom of heaven, that Solomon and that temple and that splendor in Israel in that golden age was only a shadow only a type of the kingdom that you promised to David's seed. We thank you for the marvelous power of your kingdom, O God, and for the true King of heaven, Christ Jesus our Lord. We pray, Father, that we would be dutiful servants to draw people to come and see him and ask and pray, that we would be good servants dressed to serve that we might display the glory of your kingdom. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can find more Bible study programs on the Shi'ar Jeshub website at www.shiarjeshub.org. You'll also find commentaries written by Pastor Greg. The address again, S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub and may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.